0: Hey out there in Chico, if you're on the run from a hitman or their bodyguard, you should check out the handlebar for a little break from running or driving, however you're getting away. They've got a fantastic happy hour, seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. You're going to get a dollar off draft beers. They also have an amazing dog-friendly patio. If you bring your spy dog with you, he can come to protect you. Max, tell them where they're at. Yeah, they're at 2070 East 20th Street. Again, that's the
1: handlebar. They have a happy hour, seven days a week, you guys, 2 to 6 p.m., Go check them out. The handlebar right here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Why don't we begin?
0: This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to the show. My name is Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Hello again. This week, we have a review of The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. It's the sequel to a film from the 2017 film called The Hitman's Bodyguard. And we are watching this. They were both directed by Patrick Hughes. And uh, in a slight change of format, we're going to have two beers, but they're going to be different beers. Me and Max are recording separately. So we're both going to record about the beers that are in front of us. Uh, We both picked a beer for this show, and I think they're both beers that we're pretty jazzed on. So the first one is going to be an IPA that Max picked from Anchorage Brewing called Beyond Repair. It's a 6.4% double dry hopped IPA.
1: Yeah, and the second one is Johnny's pick. It's uh, maybe no surprise to longtime listeners. It's a stout with, and here we go, banana, Turkish hazelnut, and Madagascan vanilla beans. It's called Nocturnal Creatures. It comes in at a whopping 13%, and it's from Double Nickel Brewing, which we haven't featured since May of 2020, Um, and there was a beer on that show that I remember loving. I think that was the sloth beer, right? Yeah, it was. It was the, I want to say it was like a raspberry vanilla Berliner Weiss. Yeah, something like that. So I'm not going to be able to taste that beer today because, like you said, we are recording um, even more separate than usual. I'm in Reno today. Um, But if you are listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, all you're going to get to hear is our discussion of the first beer and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. But if you do want to hear the full episode, you can find it, plus more than 200 other film and beer conversations
0: dating all the way back to 2016 at any of the following places. You can find them on your Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, 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 etc., Uh, Yeah, our new episode drops every Friday at 7 a.m. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us out, and it helps people listen to us. So that's important. We like that. Do it. Yeah, prior to this recording session, I posted a really sexy
1: photo of our first beer today, and that's on our Instagram. And we're on all sorts of social medias. Instagram, obviously, Letterboxd for movie reviews. You can find us on Untapped for beer reviews. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter. Uh, We rarely use those, but maybe you find us there, and it'll inspire us to get back on them. In any case, we are at Fresh Hop Cinema at all those places. Or you can just keep it all in one place and go to our website,
0: freshhopcinema.com. Yeah, and if you'd like to drop us an email, maybe a little bit longer discussion or a voice memo, uh, you can do that. Our email address is fhccast at gmail.com. Johnny, let's talk about some of our favorite
1: people here. That uh, of course I'm referring to our patrons on Patreon. If you don't don't know what Patreon is, it's a way that people can support our show with their money. And they give us money, and we give them in return things like bonus content where we uh we do little special uh what would you what's the word I'm looking for? Um cl- not classes, not lectures, but like, you know, breakdowns. Mm, like a
0: deep a deep dive into like uh, you know, well, it's a podcast. So it's a basically yeah a, in, inform, informative educational type series. Cause a lot of times we're looking up stuff that we don't necessarily know about in the totally. filmmaking process. So it's fun for us to learn. And in learning, we educate in kind of a fun way. So that's that's actually been really fun.
1: Yeah, we also do top five lists. We just did our top five movie monsters or we've done things like um, top five Anthony Hopkins roles, things like that. So if you're into that sort of stuff, it all comes all access with a subscription to our patreon you can give us a dollar per week or a dollar per month if you'd like any amount of money over any amount of time is very much appreciated it helps us buy beers for the show it helps us buy uh, little things that we might not have thought of when i have to go to a different state and we need to be recording on the road that's what patreon pays for so if you like the show and you want to help out in a financial way you can do that on patreon.com slash freshhopcinema which also you get a cool birthday shout out if it's ever your birthday. And we got a good one this week. Miyagi, happy birthday, dude. His birthday was on June 24th. Um, I, it's in the future, technically, so I'm pretty sure I won't be seeing you,
0: dude. Um, so I hope you have a great birthday. Johnny, I don't know. Are you going to see Miyagi by chance? I'm going to try. I might see him tomorrow night. So, yeah, I'll try and bring him a nice beer for his birthday. Sweet. All right, man. Um, well, happy
1: birthday, Miyagi. I say let's get into business. So, Johnny Summers, do we have any other housekeeping, or should we just dive into beer number one?
0: Uh other than I just wanted to give you a shout out real quick. You were mentioning recording on the road and all that and um Patreon helps keep us sounding as good as we sound. It's something that I remember every time I listen to our podcast cuz I'm a pretty avid podcast consumer. Sure. And every time I listen to our podcast it sounds better than like 99% of podcasts I listen to. So, uh shout out to Max and the patrons for helping us buy all this nice equipment, but also to Max for making it always sound so good.
1: Oh, thanks, dude. In in the spirit of um, of having to be on the road editing, I'm going to save. I'm going to make a little secret just for us here. We're going to do a real smooth transition for our radio listeners where we don't talk about Patreon. So I will say this again, Johnny Summers, are you ready to talk about beer number one?
0: I am super excited to talk about beer number one. I'm a little bummed I can't drink it. So before you get to it, I want to ask a question: Is are you bringing me back a can? You know it, man. Yeah, I
1: got a four-pack. Um, shout out to, to Kraft here in Reno, um, one of my longtime favorite bottle shops. And they were selling this this beer in a four-pack. Um, yeah, so yeah, for sure. Of course I got you and I got one that I will probably use
0: uh, in the future for uh, for some friends, too, I would imagine. Perfect, because I have an extra can of the the stout for you.
1: My man. <laughs> um, you know what struck me is that we I don't think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've ever done Anchorage Brewing on the show somehow.
0: I- is that right? I feel like we have. But I will okay. double check on that while you're describing this beer for me.
1: Yeah, really quick before I do, if you, if you don't know Anchorage Brewing um, and you don't know the, the United States particularly well, you, you might not be able to guess that Anchorage is, in fact, in Anchorage, Alaska. It's this little microbrewery founded by a dude named Gabe Fletcher. And I was looking on their untapped. They have over like 200 beers listed, I think. And their most popular one by quite a bit is a white IPA called Galaxy. So, dude, I want to know, have you had Galaxy before, that IPA? Um, from them, I don't yeah. think I have. I don't think so either, or myself. But I, I saw the label. I was like, that looks so familiar. Like I've seen it around. But what I haven't seen around is the one that we're drinking, which, like you said earlier, is called Beyond Repair. It's got this super cool little robot on the on the front of the can. It reminds me of that Netflix series that came out last year, Love, Death and Robots. There's a great mm-hmm. episode about these three robots that are like touring the United States after like a robot apocalypse. Is great. Yeah. Um, all that to say, it caught my eye. It's an IPA. It's 6.4 percent, and it's hopped with Rowaka hops. Rewaka, yeah. that can't be right. Rewaka. Um, and I'm going to get just just a little bit, not too sciencey. I don't want to dig myself into too deep of a hole that I can't get out of, but I will say a couple things. Uh, Rewaka, when you think hops, you got like your alpha acids and your beta acids. Really, really hoppy beers are very high in alpha acids. Rewaka has an almost one-to-one ratio of alpha to beta acids. Um, and specifically, like as alpha acids go, the humulone is the one that is attributed to that bitterness when you think of like a really super bitey West Coast IPA. Um, hops with those high alpha acids release those acids pretty quickly in a boil, and then they isomerize, giving us that bitterness. Whereas beta acids, generally speaking, take longer to break down. You often see high beta acids in things like lagered beers. Now, you mentioned earlier, I think, sir, that this beer is double dry hopped also with Frowaka, which makes me think they are really, really trying to de-emphasize the high alpha acids in this beer. I couldn't find an IBU listed anywhere on the internet. Um I think Anchorage probably makes some really good stuff, but I gotta ding them here for having a very, very unhelpful website. Like I couldn't find their beers <laughs> listed or anything. Um, with more time, I might have tried to reach out, but all I know is that I'm expecting a fairly uh, sweet and round and 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 almost maybe maybe kind of a a, a pillowy sweetness to this beer, but I'm, I haven't tried it quite yet.
0: Yeah. And just reading up a bit about the Rowaka hops before the show, um, it sounded like it should be really heavy on the grapefruit and citrus as well. So I'm sure. wondering, I'm expecting that to balance out maybe with some sweetness. I mean, ideally you want it to be a little bit hoppy, but a little bit sweet, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You don't, you, like, you don't, you don't want to have a not totally not bitter um, IPA, obviously. Um, though looking at this now, and I should shout out my, my glassware today. Um, it is just one of a couple glasses that were in my hotel room. It's just like a little, you know, like a generic eight ounce water glass. So nice. Take some of what I'm saying with that grain of uh, salt. Um, it looks hazier than I expected. It wasn't listed as a hazy IPA, but it certainly looks like one. And on my first taste, definitely drinks like one. There's grapefruit for sure. There's almost like a bubblegum kind of sweetness, like a, like a fruity. What's the? What's a good one? Like. Not quite like a Hubba Bubba, but like the zebra gum before it loses its flavor two and a half seconds into chewing it. Fruit stripes. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I think it's just called fruit stripes. I think you're right. Um, first impressions though, super good, man. It's, it's not particularly, uh, thick or anything. It doesn't drink heavy. Um, it also doesn't feel super light. Like 6.4% makes total sense to my mouth.
0: Okay. How's it look? Is it like you said, it's hazier than you thought. Is it like super orange juicy?
1: No, it's really yellow. It's, um, it looks, yeah, it's it's got a heavy kind of straw color, like a a, a radiant kind of straw. It's definitely nothing near um, like a Num Num juice from Fall River or a Julius from Treehouse. It's nothing quite like that. It looks, it looks like a, you know, kind of a West Coast with an attitude and a bunch of uh, haze.
0: Okay. So it's, it's, you can still see through it?
1: Not super clearly. I'm holding it up to my lamp here. Um, and I can see like the stem of, or, you know, what do you, the shaft, I guess, of the lamp behind it. But just barely. Mm. It's very. It's cloudy.
0: It's pretty murky. These waters are murky. They are indeed. I feel like I'm one of our listeners now, and I can like actually ask you how to better describe a beer because I'm not looking at it, just agreeing with you. Yeah, I was
1: kind of. I was kind of wondering how this is going to go for that reason. Like, it might turn into a really decent conversation because of this.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I'm the listener now when it comes to beer, so that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, it's super bright in those two.
0: Okay, like bright, like fruity. Yeah, like super zesty.
1: Yeah, which and, okay. and like some of that, like I said, is in the taste too, but on the nose, it's just like very, very citrus up front. That's almost all I'm getting. That's kind
0: of nice though. Yeah. Okay, I bet that's nice. Um, on a scale of like one to 10, how bitter is it? Dude, it's low. Like, I don't yeah. know, like a three
1: maybe? Um, okay. so, what What's like a, a New England IPA you can think of that would be a one?
0: Oh, God. Something like, um, mm, ooh, that's tough. I mean, I think it's, one. Do you think a Julius is is sort of the
1: low benchmark for anti bitterness in an IPA?
0: No, because they actually that's why like I like theirs more than most is because they're no. they're well made and they actually have a nice hop presence.
1: You know, just maybe because my mind is on it because we just because I just said um, num num juice, but Fall River did another one called Liquid Candy, and I can't remember if I gave you a can or not. Did I? No, not yet. Okay, that one was very low bitterness. It was mm-hmm. juice. It was just. It was juice. Um, so maybe that's the one that comes to mind. So if that's a one and a 10 is like, and now this is going to be great radio too. It's like, what's the opposite end of that? Like what's a super bitter New England IPA? Mm. Mm. What's your fan? Like really, what's your favorite? And that's probably going to be our 10. Uh, Pulp's up there. Pulp's real bitter. Pulp's pretty bitter. That's true. Yeah. Some field work stuff kind of sometimes can get into that. But when I think of field work, I definitely think more juicy stuff.
0: Yeah, but, they, but they like the pulp in particular, definitely gets like super pithy and like very oh, that's true. bitter and dry, which I like. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, man, this is a really, this is not quite middle of the road in terms of that. It's clearly a little bit sweeter, um, which I think to their credit, the double dry hopping of the Ruwaka hop has worked quite well. You've done it, guys. Good job. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I like how old it, is man? this think, can? Good question, dude. Um, I don't actually see a date on this can, which is kind of a bummer, but. I it's it's fresh. Um it okay. tastes fresh and I trust craft here in Reno to like they, they mostly stock new stuff, which by the way, I also picked up a six pack of Bell's two hearted ale. Ooh. Because we drank that on the show because it was, real good. it was fine, but you and I were both kind of underwhelmed and we looked at it and
0: it was old. And I checked oh, the right. six
1: pack and it was I think it's just under a month. I was like, Okay, well nice. I gotta get it so we can try it fresh.
0: Hell yeah. We should give them like a redemption episode down can we can, I wait, believe I can we leave i saw yeah go ahead in the uh the video you sent me of the selection at craft i believe there was another six-pack from bells that i hadn't seen before yeah i mean i'm happy to swing by again tomorrow um you know it could be fun man is doing a redemption episode
1: for a beer that one of us or both of us didn't like and a movie that one or both of us didn't like i'm just mm-hmm. trying to find a way to get you to revisit arrival
0: <laughs> or just yeah god or yeah
1: i'm not gonna make you watch in the heights again but you know no um anyways could be fun though yeah, it would be so fun. We could do, like, you dig in the annals of our podcast history and, like, see what... Or we could, like, put it to a voter poll. Like, what deserves... What did we get wrong, basically? That'd be
0: fun. Or just the lowest rated, like, Angel City would have to get... Like, ...be first crap. in line for a redemption episode. Yes, it would. It would have to yes, be. Yes, it would, sir.
1: And I'm pretty yeah. sure we did La La Land on that episode, because that tied yeah. in with the theme. No, so, which is you what you're like. going to do here. Look, I don't man, like it's, it. Look, it. man, it's too perfect. The stars have aligned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't even start talking about yeah. the
1: stars. yeah. It's um, like a, it's a city of, it of is stars city of stars. Um, let me you. get back to, to beyond repair here. Um, I think if if you're cool that I've got some final thoughts coming, give me it. Okay. For people that are interested, I got this four pack for about $23, which is a pricey four pack until you consider that it came from Alaska. And there's some quality control put into this beer. I think it's really good. It's not the most amazing new England IPA I've ever had, but it is super solid. I don't think I would buy it again, depending on maybe the time of year it's super good if nothing else it's exposed me to the rewaka hop which i don't think i've had before so all in all out of 10 this feels like a pretty solid eight to me okay it's pretty high i'm marks. gonna stick with that yeah you got anything else you want to know about this beer or or things you want to say about it or anything like mm-hmm.
0: that oh gut decision do you think i would like it
1: um no i think you could miss this one man yeah yeah. I mean, y- you wouldn't hate it. It's it's not nearly that offensive with its sweetness. And there's enough sort of suggested bitterness to balance it out, I think. But I don't think you should go searching for it.
0: Is suggested bitterness like
1: the- a suggested bitterness is is what I think of when you answer the phone, you just go, Hello, and I'm not sure if you're upset or not. And you're just like, Well, how's your day been? <laughs> there's a suggested bitterness that it that pairs well in a certain type of beer and a certain type of podcast co host.
0: It's the implication.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, so <laughs> nothing else on this beer, my dude?
0: No, I think it's interesting. I'm looking forward to trying the can you bring me. Sweet. It sounds well then, good.
1: Once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you get a chance to try Beyond Repair, we want to know what you think. So reach out. Again, you can email us, like Johnny said, at fhccast at gmail.com or find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema. And we will be right back after a trailer for The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. You're going to tell us everything you know? <laughs>
0: telling you a mother oh! you can electrocute him all day it'll only make him angry oh! sickle- i on
1: the other hand will tell you everything <laughs> <laughs> really
0: <personalities> michael bryce was trying to put his past behind him you need to forget bodyguarding repeat after me no bodyguarding no
1: bodyguarding rotate- then he got pulled back in. Let's go! Jesus! To protect this homicidal nutbag's wife.
0: What is he doing here? I said, can anyone but
1: Michael Grice. I believe it's pronounced. Thank you.
0: In four days, all of you load was born.
1: They're planning a full-scale cyber attack. Do not screw this up. But we are definitely gonna screw this up. I promised my therapist no bodyguarding. Let's not do that, guys. Let's just focus. I got it. No, it's fine. You guys just, you guys have at it. Maybe feather the brake a bit. I need you to protect us. We're trying to have a
0: baby. got hey, God, have mercy on our souls.
1: Now repeat after me. I'm unlicensed. I'm unlicensed. That's terrible. Louder. I'm unlicensed. And I don't give a... We need guns. We need boats we need them. Are you ready to get your freak on? What? That came out wrong. But together with us, that also came out wrong.
0: Now let's go do what we do and blow some things up.
1: Again, that was a trailer for the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Um, But before we start talking about it, Johnny, you have a correction for me, right?
0: Yeah, we actually did cover a beer from Anchorage uh, way back in 2019. On episode 124, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. it was called Caged. It was a double IPA with Galaxy, Motueka, and Mosaic Hops. And that nice. was given to us by a friend of the show and patron, Jared Schmidt. So shout out to Jared for that. Shout and out to Jared. You, yeah. And if you want to go back and listen to what we thought of that Anchorage beer, go check that one out.
1: Nice. um Okay. That loop closed. Again, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard this is like just a a week of me failing in a sense. Like I didn't get a chance to see this because Nevada is still kind of rebounding from COVID. And normally when I'm here performing, I, I have a, I have a standing show four days in a row at 6 PM. And there's usually at one of like the five theaters in town, a showtime and there just wasn't. And there's nowhere to stream it online. So I couldn't see this film, but I'm still going to have a great conversation about it because, Johnny, you did see it. This was, again, directed by Patrick Hughes, who did the previous film. And he also did The Expendables, the third installment, which is basically the same as the first and second. So if you've seen The Expendables, you kind of know the vibe. Um, The story for The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard was written by Tom O'Connor, Tom O'Connor and Brandon and Philip Murphy. And it stars the following, Ryan Reynolds as... Michael Bryce. Samuel L. Jackson as Darius Kincaid. Selma Hayek as Sonia Kincaid, Darius's wife. Frank Grillo, who, by the way, if he's like any type of action guy, you should just never change his name. Frank Grillo is like the actioniest of names, and you certainly shouldn't change it to Bobby O'Neill, which is right? who he plays here. Um, and then we have a bad guy that Johnny will tell us more about, played by Antonio Banderas, who actually gets the name trophy for me for this movie. Uh, he plays Aristotle Papadopoulos.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> this movie... Um, Movie runs about 100 minutes, an hour 40, give or take. It was released to theaters on June 16th, 2021. And we picked it, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we picked it because, you know, it was out basically. And there were a couple things that we weren't super jazzed on. And um, at least in my brain, when I volunteered this one, I was like, well, I can go to a theater. It seems like an entertaining action movie. I generally like Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. So it seems like it'll be a good watch. But none of that matters because I didn't see it, but you did. So um, maybe give me the rundown of the movie. If you need to tell me what happened in the first one, if that matters, tell me I that too. You were gonna and watch then give the me. First one. Couldn't do it. Didn't have time to do that either. So <sighs> I'm a God. complete failure. I'm so sorry.
0: Um, just tell me everything, my friend. Okay. So this is building off of the 2017 film, The Hitman's Bodyguard, which had Ryan Reynolds. And I'm just going to spoil that movie a little bit, probably. I'll try not to go into deep spoilers because I think it's worth a watch. Um, but. There might be some minor spoilers ahead, so fair warning for that. Um, yeah, so you had it. This movie's based on that one sequel, obviously, and sure. the first one it pitted Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson against each other because de, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character Darius Kincaid is like a worldwide, like notorious hitman type person that's killed you know dozens and dozens of people. And he's a real bad guy, but got he's got info on. What was his name? Gary Oldman, who played a kind of a fascist dictator that committed genocide, and the only way oh. to get him thrown in jail forever was to get Samuel L. Jackson's character to testify, because Gary Oldman's evil dictator character had like killed every other witness. Oh. So geez. he was kind of like a last resort, like having to get the the hitman to testify against the dictator. And it ended up being that. Ryan Reynolds was like, he had dated a girl in Interpol and there was a mole in Interpol. So she needed Ryan Reynolds help to protect Samuel L. Jackson to get him to this like UN style summit so that he could testify hilarity ensued. Obviously they've got like a strained relationship and some things come up about their past and like, uh, really interesting stuff as far as like why Ryan Reynolds isn't working at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. The movie starts out with Ryan Reynolds having a client get assassinated as he was getting onto an airplane. So and he's it, bad. He's bad at his job. Um, he was excellent. He was uh, what they oh. call it in these movies, a triple A rated bodyguard. Okay. So he was actually like, yeah, they have ratings. It's strange. Sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? Right. Um, so that's kind of the rundown of the first movie is like Ryan Reynolds had fallen from grace as a bodyguard ends up having to bodyguard Samuel L. Jackson, somebody who's been like his arch rival. So you've got Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson being basically themselves just Mm -hmm. at each other for an hour or so, hour and a half in the first movie. And it was really enjoyable. It was some great writing and like they just had such an on-screen chemistry. It was really undeniable. Uh, Selma Hayek was in it, but pretty minimally. She was more of of a, a surface character. She was definitely not like vital to the plot. Where she plays more of a role in this one. So, okay, really quickly, bit, then
1: what's that? How did it, like did they get their guy? Did they get Gary Oldman? What happened at the end? Like why why do we have the second movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. So at the end, they do get Gary Oldman, and then like he has his whole plan that if anyone comes to get him, he's gonna bomb the embassy. So they sure. drive a big giant truck bomb into the where they're having the court hearing, the trial. And uh, eventually it comes down to Samuel L. Jackson and Gary Oldman on a roof. And uh, they have some witty banter. And Samuel L. Jackson laughs at him and, you know, uh, kicks him off the roof. And then he goes Chris Blatt. Okay. Um, yeah. So it kind of ends there. And they all kind of ride off into the sunset and working on getting their lives back together. So I was curious. I mean, we had already decided to do this movie Um and I hadn't seen the first one so I went into mm-hmm. the first one thinking okay there's going to probably be enough here for a sequel yeah um so that's my take on the first one I actually liked the first one I thought it was very original and and funny and entertaining and it was a great like friday night with some beers and some dinner type movie very much action comedy like they these movies aren't super meant to be taken seriously at all they're way over the top and silly
1: I think the first one was generally pretty well received. I'm also going to try to coin a new term with you. I know you'll know what it means and some listeners might as well. Um, but since we are going to be or are broadcasting on KZFR, we're going to be working on a limited time window here. So I'm hoping you can give me uh, a PCHH almost level uh, review
0: of of this new film. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you're needing me to cram this, get it condensed. Yeah, cram-ish. We can cram-ish. fix it if we need to. Absolutely. So... The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. You have a sequel to a movie that, like you said, was pretty well loved and well received, and the on-screen chemistry was there um, in the first one. So my take on the second one is: I asked the question immediately. Why is this a thing? Was it good mm-hmm. enough? Did it give us? Was there enough in the first one? When we want more of it, and, and I think the answer could have been yes. There was no real plot progression that they left a, a cliffhanger that it, this needed to happen. So this movie was a vehicle to simply give us more of these characters and have them entertain us in a similar way. But I feel like the writing really shifted around, particularly Ryan Reynolds' character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's very subdued and takes on almost a pacifist role in that he's on sabbatical from bodyguarding and a lot of it like refuses to use a gun. And it just Got it was it. a weird angle because in the first one you had these two people very diametrically opposed – Um, but like on level playing fields and they were both kind of, of like badass and you wanted to root for them. Uh, but in this one, it was really centered around Samuel L. Jackson's character and his wife. And the writing I think got understated for Ryan Reynolds character and it got like turned up to 11 with Salma Hayek and Samuel L. Jackson's characters. Like Salma Hayek is so over the top in this movie that like it made it feel absurd, even for the level of absurdity that the first movie established. It just mm-hmm. blew it out of the water. And it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was entertaining, but it was like, if there was any chance of this movie ever being taken seriously, it just got absolutely obliterated. And I like Frank Grillo, but the Bobby O'Neill character was one of the most useless and annoying characters in action movie history. And there was a couple times that he was literally only in the scene to tell us what's going to happen in the next scene. Like they got to stop the drill or they're going to okay. blow up the communications tower. <laughs> okay. With I got to set the tank. scene real quick.
1: You're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but, but the gist is um, plot wise, like, like you said, he's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Michael Bryce is now no longer hitting men. And we find out that from Sonia that her husband, uh, has been kidnapped by mobsters they get him back and then they are caught up by this bobby o'neill character who needs their help and here's sort of the big thing in locating a terrorist named again aristotle papadopoulos who wants to destroy you know the world or the the power grid or whatever is that kind of that's kind of the setup for the whole movie and that's how we meet all these people
0: yeah exactly i think you have the characters flipped because ryan reynolds character michael bryce is the bodyguard not the hitman but yep didn't mean to say that i just wanted to say hitting men it's fine. You get it. Okay. You get the gist. <laughs> yeah. And it, this the whole crux of the motivation is that Antonio Banderas plays um, essentially like a Greek nationalist that cool. wants to like bring Greece back to power and have it be the most important country in Europe. So he wants to cripple basically the economy of every other country in the European continent and have Greece reign supreme. So, like, like, I'm just picturing him in, like, a 300 uniform. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Back to the glory days of, like, MAGA. No.
1: MGG. Make Greece great again.
0: Yeah. He's got a real, real make Greece great again thing happening. (laughs) And, and, you know, Antonio Banderas is this iconic Hispanic actor. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're portraying him as, like, uh, a through and through Greek person. That struck me as odd. Like if I find out now that Antonio Banderas is Greek, I'm going to have my head explode. Um, Yeah. But it just did. It came off as disingenuous. The motivations were like so silly. It's like, it's literally just a vehicle for these characters to just run around and kill people and try and kill each other and make jokes. And yeah. So I think overall this, this movie kind of missed the mark for me. I think as far as watchability, this one falls well short of my experience of the first one. I would say start with the first one and watch the second one if you want to, but I think this is definitely the optional piece of this two movie series so far. Okay. I guess
1: that makes sense. I I would almost say that if you like movies like this, maybe watch this one first. And if you like it, you're going to love the first one.
0: That's very true. That is absolutely, that's
1: a good point. Yeah. Or you'll just hate it, and then you won't ever go to the first. It's kind of a risky, risky thing. um, It is either way. It's not on my list, I don't think.
0: Yeah, the first one I think should be if you ever just need like a popcorn action comedy, uh, because it really did present the the best of the skill sets of Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Whereas this, I think they were not underutilized, but just maybe misutilized. Like they just weren't, they didn't live up to their own potential, and it definitely didn't live up to the writing of the first movie. Okay, Johnny Summers, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, out of 10. What are you giving it? Uh, it's like a
1: 5-5. Five, five. Okay, that sounds right with what you've been saying. That's, yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's fine, whatever. It's,
0: it's not the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen. It wasn't, like, offensively bad. It was just like, okay, you know, this, this was... In, if I hadn't seen the first one, I might have liked it more. I mean, I might have liked it less. It's hard to say. That's a, a whole nother conversation, but... Really, it just feels like a 5-5 all day. Just middle of the road. See it if you want. If you don't, you'll, you'll be just fine.
1: Well, once again, you have been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is now available in theaters. If you do get the chance to see it and you have thoughts of your own, find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema or send us an email to fhccast at gmail.com.
0: Or head over to our website. FreshHopCinema.com nice. for film reviews, beer reviews, and podcast episodes going way, way back to when we were podcast babies in 2016. To our KZFR listeners, the full-length version of today's conversation will be available Will be available tomorrow nice. morning at 7 a.m., wherever quality podcasts are found. And to all of our podcast listeners, we'll be right back to talk spoilers in the Danger Zone. Danger, danger zone, zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Ah. Danger zone.
1: Welcome to the Danger Zone, the part of the show this week where I just maybe try to pick apart this movie and ask questions, and Johnny answers them with spoilers. Again, if you haven't seen the Hitman's Wife's, Hitman's, Hitman's?
0: Yeah, you keep, keep saying,
1: saying like, Hitman. Hitman. I keep thinking of Eliza Hitman from uh, from Never Rarely Sometimes Always, mm-hmm. but we'll say you're right, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Um, if you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil it. So I think we both say don't see it, but do it if you want.
0: Yeah. Fair? I think if, okay. if like I said, if you love this style of movie, if, Hey, here's this, here's a comparison. If you're mm-hmm. going to go see F9, yeah. go see this. Nice. Yeah. That sounds right. Not to judge. Um, if you like those movies, you're going to like one, you're going
1: to like the other. Okay. So, so is Antonio Banderas doing like, I'm just picturing him doing like a Michael Scott Stavros kind of Greek accent. Is he doing an accent? He must be right.
0: It's hard to tell, kind of, but okay. his his <laughs> accent is so thick already. Yeah. Like, I didn't pick out much Greekness to it, because that would have okay. been, like, offensive. Like, what? Um, okay, I don't so, know if he's yeah. supposed to be, like, a Spanish-speaking person from Greece. <laughs> That'd be an
1: easy way out. They, they shows up for, for the first day of shooting, and they're like, where's your accent? He's like... I sort of did some some work on the character myself. I'm actually not from Greece. I immigrated, and I'm just a big fan of the country. Yes, he just and speaks the dog with his normal. Like boots and boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, okay. So, so they they go out to try to stop him. I'm sure there's like a how how um, how is this movie rated R? Oh yeah. Okay. How much of that is like dialogue and and, and screenwriting? Not screenwriting, but yeah, dialogue. And how much of it is like action stuff?
0: I would say the rated R thing is like sixty five percent dialogue. Oh, really? Thirty five percent violence. That surprises me. And
1: kind of gleaning off what you were saying earlier, a lot of that comes from Selma Hayek's character. Uh,
0: and well, and Samuel L. Jackson. That checks out, sure. And Ryan Reynolds. Um, Basically, the three main characters just swear a lot. Is Morgan Freeman in this? Yeah. What the fuck? I
1: was just looking <laughs> at the poster and like he's just kind of hanging out back there.
0: Yeah, he plays what's Ryan his, Reynolds' what's his dad. Then we find out it's his stepdad. Well,
1: I don't think yeah, that's
0: a big spoiler for anybody.
1: He's not his probably biological father. We right? Figure yeah. That out. You know, he's no, like, his
0: <laughs> stepfather.
1: Yeah, I'm not your real dad. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah and then it, it turns out.
0: out that Ryan, uh, like Morgan Freeman actually hates Ryan Reynolds and he's actually Aristotle Papadopoulos' private bodyguard. Oh, I thought
1: you meant the actors. You find out that Marcus Freeman hates roundalder, like yeah, mm. that kind of checks out.
0: Yeah. So there's a fun he's, twist okay. at the end, where okay, okay. Yeah, okay, it's just like, all right, guys. And then Antonio Banderas is just—he should have had a giant mustache because boy, he was twirling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk Frank Grillo briefly.
1: You mentioned he does a lot of uh, expository bullshit. He's um, he is he
0: is a disgraced Boston cop. That for some oh, reason, okay, okay, he's for some reason he he's been reassigned to Greece, and he's just trying to win his boss's favor back so he can get transferred back to Boston. And it like his first scene, he's like, "This place, they don't even have Sam Adams." Oh my god, are you serious? He actually says that. That but it's like one of his first lines. I'm like, are oh, you man. fucking kidding me? Okay, <laughs> wow, that they don't have funny. Sam that sets Adams. The tone, yeah, Dude, right. For, okay, it was so um, ridiculous.
1: Who, who I said, I said it earlier, who wrote this? It was three people. Um, Uh, Tom O'Connor, Brandon and
0: Philip Murphy.
1: I don't really want to look up what they've done because this doesn't necessarily strike the inspiration bone in my body. But I, you know, if you, with lines like that, who needs a, who needs a resume? I say, yeah, man,
0: they don't even Um, have Sam Adams
1: here. (laughs) Hey, I'm fucking walk. That's New York. I'm walking here, but hey, I'm drinking Sam Adams here. Bunch yeah. of it's, firefighters. It's your cousin Frank from Boston. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think, I think leave, leave Boston in the Departed. As yeah. far as like this, because they do a lot of stereotypical Boston stuff. And like that was it for thirty years. I think we leave the Boston stereotypes out
0: for a yeah. while. Yeah, and it was like I was wondering when I was watching it. I'm like, is this supposed to be satire of satire? Like, is this yeah, just yeah. so meta comic that I'm not even getting it? And then I, I realized it just wasn't. Yeah, you got Wrath
1: of Man Syndrome for a minute. You're like, is this movie smarter than me? Is it doing something that, like, is going to make And then it's just like, no, it's not doing it. It's just, it's just Guy Ritchie being a weird
0: homophobe and stuck in the 80s. Exactly. Yeah, no, this movie is just being a dumb action comedy, and it really is just that dumb. You know it would be fun uh, to pair on Patreon this week is, like,
1: Top five, maybe action comedies, buddy cop movies. Not buddy cops, but you know what I mean, like like your Lethal Weapons and the uh, oh, your the other guys.
0: That's the like, other guys would, yeah,
1: great one. Come on, that's, how yeah, is that not your number one? God, I love that movie. I don't even think it's that good, but I really like it. It's so good. Do you count White Chicks? It's not really that actiony, is it? No, there's action at the end. No, I don't count it. Okay, we should do that list. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, I agree. Which, as a reminder, you can join us on Patreon to support our show for a dollar a week. It's a dollar a week, man. You guys got four bucks. I'm Woman? almost positive. You're listening to this on a smartphone, probably.
0: Yeah. Four
1: dollars a week. Honestly. You spend I'm fucking than... walking here. You spend... <laughs> You can tell, yeah, it's, That's less than a Sam Adams cost. I know. That's less than a whole pint of Sam. I feel like maybe we should cut that, but we're not going to. That's just nah, money grabbing. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs>
0: I don't care. <laughs> it's our show. Yes.
1: Um, yep. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the hitman's hitman's wife's bodyguard?
0: I just I just wish it would have been as good as the first one. I think that's that's you know second film film-itis. There's a lot of sophomore slumps. Yeah, they slump, never so. are. Yeah, there's a lot of sophomore slumps out there, man. Yeah, that's another top five. We could do top five sequels that were better than the original. Well, the top five sophomore slump. The logans built in slogans built in.
1: Yeah, who's Logan?
0: Yeah, I don't. Know. I got you. It's my nephew, um, but no.
1: Yeah, we need the opposite of sophomore slumps. We need the the reversal of that. Times that yeah. it was better.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Sophomore slump. One right in, now. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be tough. We should we yeah. should think about this and come back to it. I accept. I'm just trying to inspire people to join Patreon. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean if we have to rack our brains about it, and we're movie nerds that watch too many movies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Um, that could be okay. Fun. I but feel yeah, good I on this. I have no further questions.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have much else to offer. I mean, it was, it was what it, like if you watch a preview, you you get the movie. It's one yeah. of those movies where like, okay, I get it. It reminds me a lot of uh, Hobbs versus Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Like you could watch mm-hmm. one trailer for that and kind of just you get it. So. I'm sure you've been a good
1: sober little boy and you've been waiting to imbibe this whole time. And I think it's time I release your tension and let you have your sec- your first beer, really. Our, our second beer on the show, your first beer. Uh, you feel good about that?
0: I'm so ready. I just opened it. That's what I thought I heard.
1: Okay. Um, we talked about it at the top of the show, but maybe you've uh, listened on KZFR and you haven't heard that for a whole day. So catch us up to speed, Johnny. Um, what uh, the heck are you drinking?
0: I'm drinking a beer from Double Nickel called Nocturnal Creatures, uh, version four. Max is going to tell you in a minute the last episode that we did double nickel on, but before that, I'm going to tell you more about this beer. It is a stout with all kinds of stuff in it. It is a 13% beer. This is from their website. The latest version of our 13% ABV Imperial Dessert Stout features banana, Turkish hazelnut, and Madagascar vanilla beans. These three decadent ingredients come together to coat your taste buds with thick notes of sweet banana, uh, hazelnut, and cho- chocolate. They're just listing the ingredients again. That's what it... T- <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. Okay, I don't know about... I mean, we're about to drink this beer and
1: they might listen to this episode, so I don't know about like a fuck you kind of thing, but... I know, but that's, that's just rude. I take your this, point.
0: Yeah. This description's like, here's what's in it. It's gonna taste like what's in it. it just, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. kind of funny. All right, uh, thick notes of sweet banana, rich creamy hazelnut and chocolate, rounded out with a nice spicy creaminess from the Madagascar vanilla beans. Okay, some spicy creaminess. I'm into that. We started this batch out with the same long boiled base as the other nocturnal creature variants, but pumped up the fruitness, fruitiness with some additions of banana in fermentation. Resulting in another thick Ooh. with three C's imperial dessert stout, perfect for a sipping. This baddie is a mysterious beast of nutty, chocolatey creaminess stalking you through the night with deeper layers of complexity revealing themselves in each sip. Well, that is yeah, uh, double sounded like velvety, like I want they to really that like this. We said this at the top of the show, but we, we
1: covered them back in May of 2020. This is like we were, we were right into the pandemic, and we were like, you know what? Let's do some, some cool stuff. And it was their first time on the show, and it was episode 174. Uh, we covered Lost Transmissions, which was a film with Simon Pegg that week. And we also covered Fonta Flora out of Morganton, North Carolina. And I want to shout out, just because it's so much fun to say where Double Nickel is from, <clears throat> Penn Township, New Jersey, which, my God, just a great name. Yeah. And, and and the beer that we covered that week was Monty's Reserve It's the sloth beer that I referred to earlier It's this cool little sloth with a top hat and a monocle And it was a 4.5% kettle sour With Madagascan vanilla beans Again, they really like those over there And mm-hmm. I think for good reason, that beer was delicious I'm hoping, sir, that this stout you are imbibing on Is also delicious I know that you are a big fan sometimes Of beers, or stouts really, with with banana There's one, you'll have to help me But it was a modern time stout with banana
0: Yeah, they all have such weird names I don't yeah. remember It was. But
1: I got to try that
0: one and it was so good. Yeah. But I I could also
1: see banana like just tipping over and just tasting way too artificial and gross. Um, But how is it in Nocturnal Creatures
0: version four? Yeah. So, you ever gone to the fair and gotten a frozen chocolate covered banana and eaten it on a hot summer day?
1: Nobody ever let me. I've seen them. I've I've seen the other kids do that. Oh,
0: nobody's ever bought you one of those?
1: Wouldn't have it. That and the, the fried Snickers. Couldn't have them. Said they'd Man. kill me. My parents did.
0: I'm going to get you a chocolate-covered banana. They're so okay. good, especially frozen, because then it's like it's a banana popsicle with just a crunchy chocolate exterior. It's lovely.
1: You're tipping your hand. So this is this is a lovely beer.
0: Um, Yeah, it really is. That is exactly what this reminds me of. It's got, like, that real overripe banana flavor, and I'm not mm. tasting too much artificial at all. Uh, and that's absolutely the first thing that comes to mind is that, especially with the nuttiness that I'm getting from the hazelnuts, which is very present. It's almost making the chocolatey notes dip into like Nutella territory, which is Mm. is really pleasant Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of times you will get one of those frozen bananas covered in chocolate. And sometimes when the chocolate is not frozen yet, they will roll it in uh, crushed nuts of some variety. Yep. Um, So that is a spot on flavor uh, connection for me between those those frozen banana treats and this beer, it's it's really nice. Um, I don't think the banana's too much and I don't think it's too artificial. I'm getting a lot of the vanilla mixing in with the hazelnut and the, the, the chocolate is crazy that there's not chocolate listed on the adjuncts but the amount of chocolatiness in this mixing with all these other ingredients is, is really present. I gotta say, this beer is, is quite nice. Thirteen
1: percent if you had to say it drinks more like a coca-cola or like Hershey's chocolate syrup
0: mm definitely thicker than a coca-cola
1: yeah, maybe not quite Hershey's chocolate syrup that'd be uh, disgusting is what that would be but um we're, I'm just I want to bring up the, the the topic of viscosity as it always comes up with stouts
0: of this nature and birth, birth it's good girth uh, girth birth either one. Uh, it's got uh, you know a lovely oaky uh, afterbirth? no my man it's after girth, <laughs> after girth. <laughs> yeah. um yeah god there's so many jokes i want to make right now I the uh, mouthfeel on this beer is is really nice it's definitely coating and it's viscous but not in a way that's like off-putting i think I, I would say this is just thick enough okay good how about carbonation is are you getting a lot of it or is it is it pretty subdued you know, it had a nice little carbonation to it. It had a head with really small bubbles, and it dissipated fairly quickly. There's uh, like a ring of carbonation around the edge, uh, but on the mouth, it's bubbly enough to to have some tingle to it, but not so much that it makes it feel like thin. I think it's it's a pretty pleasant level of carbonation.
1: This comes in a sixteen ounce can. Hmm. Okay. If I'm getting that 16-ounce can and I'm drinking it to myself, that's 13% ABV times 16 ounces. I'm not doing that math. I don't even think that's how that works. But my question is, is that booziness coming through? Like, am I going to know that I'm about to get pretty buzzed on this beer? Or is it is yeah. it a little hidden? Is it sneaky?
0: Uh, I'd say it's like it's 50% hidden. Okay. It's so you're like kind like of a, if you look for it. Yeah. Or just objectively just tasting it. And if you've had enough big beers in your life, you're like, okay. That's got that's got some legs underneath it. That's gonna take. That's gonna put me on its shoulders and take me for a walk around town.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so it sounds good. I'm I'm getting curious to know your rating. Are you feeling like you're almost ready to rate it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely a really nice beer. I I, I don't think there's much wrong with it at all. Uh, I'm not gonna rate it insanely high because I have had, you know, many stouts that I would put. Higher than this one, and particularly banana beers. There's been a lot of banana sure. beers and banana stouts in the last couple of years. So, surprisingly, I've got a reasonably large uh, base of experience to form an opinion here, which a couple of years ago wouldn't have been the case with banana stouts. But sure, sure. Yeah, they're pretty populous now. So, it's nice because I like it as an adjunct. And when it's done well, I think it's a, a really excellent stout. Uh, this one, I think, falls into the above average category for me. Uh, it feels like a solid like seven, 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 eight. I'll call that's it a, a seven good rating, eight. man. That's yeah. good.
1: We'll go seven, eight. That's, that's a great rating. Yeah. That's yeah. A, That's an awesome stout. How much was this? Couldn't tell you. Just living see. that baller life. He was like, here's our podcast money. You just, I don't care what it costs. I want this.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I have that. no idea. I think it was like five bucks, six bucks, something like
1: that. Okay, cool. I mean, Maybe that's eight. true.
0: No, no okay. more than
1: eight. Okay. Still, that's, that's great, man. There's I don't know why I always go to prairie beers, but prairie beers come in often 12-ounce bottles and are almost always, for the bigger stouts, like 10 to $11. It's like, I mean, they're good. That's,
0: and that's low. Sometimes they're like 15 16
1: Yeah. And, like, you got to, I don't know. There's there's a degree to which, like, I will no longer pay for this when I can get a cheaper,
0: just-as-good beer. Yeah. You got to really like them.
1: Um. All right. Well, 7.8 for you. That's Nocturnal Creatures version 4 from Double Nickel. I am good to move on from that if you are, sir. Yeah, let's move on. Hot and bothered. Hot and bothered. I'm not even. I'm not even dropping in the real one this week. That was perfect. Okay, welcome to Hot and Bothered, everybody.
0: <laughs> I filled yours out for you. You might want to, to. I was wondering. That.
1: I, I thought you were joking, um, and I was going to delete it and put my own stuff. But then the second thing you wrote was obviously true. Obviously. So I just didn't know what the first one meant. So my first thing this week for Hot and Bothered is someone. I God, I hope it's not me has a wicked case of body lice. <laughs> no, it's you. What does that mean to you? You've got lice all
0: over your body? I definitely don't have that. I know. It was a joke. That's why I wrote it. It's funny. Okay, so I should have, I should have deleted it is what you're oh, saying. Oh,
1: 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, though I will then point out the second one. You wrote painfully sharp fashion sense. Very true. I planned my outfits this week for my performances. I feel like I've been looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, I saw you at playing at like that wedding on your Instagram story and I was like, God mm. damn. Yeah, I
1: actually I saw that photo too. I was like that. That's not how I looked in real life. I don't know what filters were used, but right. Like I know you like who's yeah. that guy playing music because <laughs> like um, I'd hang out with him. Yeah. Speaking of, of of, let's see if I can tie this in me playing music, people taking pictures of it. I'm playing in Reno this week. That's where I'm recording this from in my hotel room and front of the show. Lauren Lindley showed up at my performance last night. Because she heard us last week say that I would be playing here this week.
0: Holy which crap, was it worked.
1: Super fun. It worked. And uh that's what I said. I was like, it felt really good that that's how <laughs> she found out. Um, and she she took it. This is how this is the the tie-in here. Uh, besides that, she took a photo of me that is now on my Instagram. No one's gonna know that except you, dude. Um, but she took a really like flattering photo. I was like, this is cool. So I think she and I are gonna do like a photo shoot because I need updated music promo photos. So next time I'm here, I think I'm gonna pay her to like just, you know, she's a great photographer. If you guys, if you're in like, uh, you know, Northern California to Western Nevada in general, and you need a, an event photographer, look up Lauren Lindley. She's really, really good. Um, so shout out there. And I'm also day one, two, three, four into my eight day run of shows. And I was kind of apprehensive about recording today because this morning it almost hurt to talk. Mm. Um, and I'm just trying to like, I spent all morning organizing my 400 something songs in my repertoire into like vocal intensity, like easy medium. And you need to have only this show this week intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I of the easy songs. I've got like a hundred songs. So I'm going to pull from those tonight. Hopefully, uh, you know, save my voice for the next four shows I have. So yeah. that's kind of that what nice. I'm, I'm going, going with in my life in addition to my wicked case of body lice. It's kind of nice
0: that you actually have a little bit of a bother this week. Your life something's not perfect in your life. That that makes me really I mean, happy. nothing's ever
1: perfect, but there's no <laughs> sense in
0: complaining about it. So I just talk about the positive stuff. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's been like a super dry heat, and you're in the desert, so that makes it even worse. But it's so dry up here. It's even on our break, like when I get went to get my my first beer, second beer yeah. of the show. Um yeah. I had to get more water because like it was starting my voice was starting to get uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, Sorry. I'm not kidding. I've drank I've drank at least two gallons of water a day for the past three days. And like last night my lips were chapped and I don't Jesus. understand why that's the case. But I often think of the vocal cords being the lips of the throat mm-hmm. and they dry out even faster. So cross your fingers for me for the next couple nights.
0: Might need to up your salt intake.
1: Mm, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that.
0: Slam some pickle juice or something. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Maybe that's some always whiskey important. before that. Yeah. In the, I'm also like in, not
1: drinking. Like, I'm not, this is the first time I've had beer in like six days. (laughs) Okay. So it's delish. Well, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Um, What about you, man? What is, uh, I actually already know, but for sake of this, what is new Lorna (laughs) Shore?
0: Yeah, Lorna Shore is a death metal, not death metal, deathcore, let's say, band. And they've been around for a long time. They just recently acquired a new vocalist after letting their previous vocalist go for some reasons. You can look into that. It's not important. Uh, to this conversation, uh, but they just released a new single and it is pretty much got like the metal death core. Anyone that's like a fan of metal is like kind of goo goo Gaga over this song right now uh, because this new vocalist they got sounds like um, a demon from like the darkest abyss of hell. Like there's parts, <laughs> yeah, okay. of, there's parts of this song where he sounds more like an animal than a person And it's kind of like the gnarliest thing I've ever heard. And I've been listening to this song nonstop since it came out on, what was it, June 11th. Uh, The song, if you want to look it up, is called To The Hellfire. And it is absolutely tremendous. Their music strikes on notes of like melodic death metal to just straight up nasty grinding a zombie on the concrete breakdowns that are absolute filth um and i'm madly in love with it so max is gonna you're drop your some most
1: descriptive you're most descriptive when you talk about about metal music <laughs> he's grinding a zombie on the pavement that's that's art my friend and yeah i am gonna drop in um a little soundbite i'm gonna i listened to the song before we started i'm gonna okay. drop it in as you suggest, at about the 515 mark. That's like the last, I think, 30 seconds of the song. Uh-huh. It is also, and if you want to change your strategy, I wouldn't hold it against you. It is by far the least enjoyable portion of this song. So I'll play it if that's what you want, but I think it will turn off people that are not already interested in this music. That's okay. Okay, here is, uh, here's a portion, the end portion of To the Hellfire from Morning Show. So that's, that's, that's that. Um, I can't, I watched the music video. Obviously I clicked the link in our notes and Mm -hmm. I just can't ever, ever, ever get over like the intensity with which these boys are just like, I'm so mad about all this stuff. Like I want fire exploding behind me. Ooh. And it'd be cool if we like swing our hair. I'm just going to scream for a while. And they're all like, fuck yeah. That's like the fucking most metal thing I've ever heard. And they're (laughs) all just like circle jerking to like how fucking hardcore they are. And it's just like, what do these guys like at the grocery store? You know, like I'm getting this lettuce. Uh, I love it. I, I love just, salad. Like, metal's so tough for me, man. Like I don't relate to it emotionally. Um, lyrically, certainly not. I can't quite decipher it most of the time. And I do. I don't know. There's something to be said for like a really distorted heavy guitar, like sludgy kind of whatever. But I don't understand the impulse of wanting to put that on to make me feel better in my day, which I is an feel impulse the you have
0: same way. About oh. In the Heights. Okay. Well, that actually helps me make sense of it a little bit. I don't understand why people put this on for fun.
1: Well, hang on. Because at least the themes there are, like, uplifting. This this is not uplifting stuff. Now, yeah. you, can, you can be jazzed about not uplifting stuff, but, like, it's objectively kind of upsetting. It lyricist. makes me so happy. Why is that?
0: I don't know. It just right. does. So. Have, you know,
1: it's a different podcast is what that is.
0: <laughs> right? We need Dr. Drew in here. <laughs> Young um, Johnny, who okay. hurt you? Everyone.
1: <laughs> Everyone. Um, you uh, got anything else for mother I'm sure you've been up to other stuff besides just listening to this lovely song.
0: Uh, I had some friends over for another barbecue this last weekend that I hadn't seen in a while. Again, been doing that a lot lately, just reconnecting with friends that feel like they've we've lost each other in the last year You're and a half. Pissing off our patrons right now. When we've just been well, we're easing back into it and yeah, I yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't pay attention to my close personal friends and then eventually start reaching out to our patrons. Like there's layers to this. Everyone knows sure. it. It's fine. Sure. But yeah, like my lifelong friends, just getting back in touch with them. Um has been been really fun. So did that and then uh, had Father's Day this last weekend. So went out took my dad out to the commons we had some pizza and he geeked out and tried a bunch of different beers and it was super fun and that was for well, sure the great, highlight man. of the weekend getting to yeah getting nice. to spend time with the pops and just catch up and and uh have some good beers and eat some good pizza and and just giggle a lot we like to laugh and have fun so it was it was nice it was really nice to feel like a normal father's day just going to grab food and and be regular well i think that's great yeah, so I think we're both like on a real, feeling real regular and it feels real nice kind of trip.
1: Yeah, there's so many people smoking cigarettes around me in this casino. They're just, they're mm. so close to me with no, I love it. It's, I'm so happy. It feels regular.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. They, that's probably why your throat hurts a lot yeah, like right now. It's not, not, not part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did happen to bring my own cold brew this time though, which was a pretty baller move, if I do say so. I brought that my that own af- jar. That African? every day. Did you try it, by the way? I'm sure you have.
0: It's so good. I forgot like again too. that it's a concentrate, though. Oh, man. It, did it Did it bite you? I was just real real, real jittery for a minute, and yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, I have to drink like two pints of water right now to dilute Dude, yeah, it in my tum-tum. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, making cold brew is fun. I'm finally getting back into it. I have a way more efficient system than I had last season. So if anybody listening needs cold brew concentrate from your boy, uh, get in touch. I'd love to just pour plug. my heart and soul into it
0: absolutely i can attest to that it's really good coffee sweet um you got anything else no man have fun in reno thank you um if
1: you are listening to this the day it comes out or even saturday the day after i'm playing at the commons saturday tonight possibly for when you're hearing it or tomorrow we can assuage all camps saturday the you know what? that's a 26th uh seven o'clock with my drummer rob per usual we will be not in 108 degree weather we'll be inside with the cool ac pumping through the sound system doing some dancey songs maybe it gets weird sometimes we play some weird stuff we won't be playing that song i'll tell you that but we'll play some other stuff so yeah you, you know i'll play you that coheed song if you come through
0: mm, that's tempting i might
1: Perfect. Um, then, as usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi and all of our family on Patreon. We really, I know we blow smoke a lot, like it, or it feels like it, like, doing on Patreon, blah, 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 blah schmoozing. Um, money aside, it's been really, really great getting to know people over the past few years, and I'm super stoked, since you talked about barbecues, to getting back into it and seeing people in person and, and sharing in those shameless shenanigans again.
0: Yep, absolutely. I cannot wait to have you all over uh, now that the world is healed healing we're healing let's heal together and then do some serious damage to our our livers and our self self-esteem hell yeah that sounds great we should put a movie on outside too we should
1: put on like Waterworld again or something
0: oh uh, remind me to talk to you off air about doing something like that again soon i will try All um right. we're deep that's, in production
1: notes now that's i know we gotta go that's johnny summers
0: that's max Benardi. we love you guys and remember drink good beer watch good movies and most importantly be good to each other This is Fresh Hot Cinema.